Hey everyone, uh, welcome back to the Startup Operators Weekly Roundup. Uh, the Weekly Roundup is a show for people uh, who want to stay updated with major developments of the Indian startup ecosystem. If you're new to the podcast, please do subscribe and share it with folks you think will enjoy the show. Now, it has been a while that we have done this, but Roshan, it's great to have you back. How are you doing? Yeah, it's awesome to be back. You know, it sucks that we're doing this virtually again. Hopefully we can get back to live production from next week onwards. But uh, yeah, fantastic to be back. And it's uh, it's been a rather busy week, right? I mean, we had this bizarre incident of the Ola uh, vehicle uh, in Guwahati, right? I mean, where the, the guy pressed his brakes and it actually accelerated. That was really, really scary. And Ola issued a statement right afterwards where they had picked up data on uh, the bike, right? Itself saying that, the guy was doing 115 my yeah. 115 kilometers per hour, which is crazy on a moped, right? Uh, but whatever it was, I thought the statement was a little tone deaf, uh, right? And, uh, you know, I mean, they're also recalling some thousand plus vehicles, uh, apparently. And around the same time, I don't know, I mean, how the timing of all of this is, right? I mean, around the same time, it also, we also saw this news that Ola is planning some autonomous vehicle and everything, right? So, yeah, I mean, I, I guess like the Ola PR team has their hands full right now, right? Trying to manage this whole fiasco. I just hope that not just Ola, I mean, even the Okinawa and the others also have, uh, you know, a part to play in this. I really hope they don't sully the well too much. I mean, EV is something that uh, is in its very, very nascent stage. We've spoken about it plenty of times on the podcast. Uh, and adoption is something that's really key. I just hope they don't freak people out. But it was not all bad news, right? I mean, we had uh, the RBI circular that hinted at the possibility of allowing NBFCs to undertake uh, in the credit card business, right? Now, this could be really huge. Uh, the credit card penetration in India is 3 to 4%. And of course, they have a prerequisite that, you know, you need to have a fund of 100 crores and also have special approvals for this. Uh, and they have to meet all the terms and conditions of the RBI. But this is this is awesome. I mean, uh, you already have uh, prepaid cards like Slice and U or Uni. The difference, I guess, will be in the, in the type of loan, right? And uh, also the banking partnership required to deliver the services yeah i mean it's not like you know credit card uh, you know penetration has to hit 100 percent or even 50 percent right because uh, ultimately it's a it's an unsecured uh, loan right and uh, it can you know it, if you're not careful i mean it can this this can really spiral into bad debt and uh, where of course a low-income economy at this point of time and there are really more productive uses of money right but still i mean given the uh, given the amount that we're talking i mean it's it's really 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 small so right i mean while there is a uh, uh, need for caution uh, i don't think there's like you know so much of a risk i would say right yeah so cool. yeah but uh, it's been a busy week if this if this i mean actually comes to fruition right it could be like a game changer for the nbfc players i mean if you talk about the likes yeah. of bajaj finserv and all yeah especially i mean if you look at all major e-commerce sites they bring out co-branded credit cards right so now if nbfc is allowed to issue their own credit cards i mean great for them and yeah, plus absolutely. Cool. But uh, yeah, the last two weeks have been really busy. Swiggy has invested in Rapido for last mile uh, food delivery. Ola, I mean, apart from all the, for all the other reasons, uh, it has also started its 10 minute delivery services, taking on the likes of Zomato. Soon, very uh, off business will be launching its IPO, which is, you know, touted to be the largest tech IPO in India. And in the union budget this year, we saw a lot of tax regulations brought into place for cryptocurrencies. 
and you know now that it has actually been implemented there's been a lot of slowdown happening right but we'll, we'll talk about this more in detail so uh, in the last two weeks tcs has released its revenue numbers right and they crossed 50000 crore rupees worth of uh, business in a quarter right and that's massive overall in the year they have added an incremental revenue of 3.5 billion dollars mm-hmm. but the highlight of the quarter was that it had an order book of 11.3 billion dollars which was an all time high and also included two large 1 billion deals i mean i mean when we were working in the enterprise space but what do you think of a 1 billion dollar deal size it's crazy right i mean a 1 billion dollar valuation will get us talking for about half an hour but then think about it a billion dollar deal and it's not just that i mean they have they added 10 new clients in the 100 million plus uh, bucket and they have a total of 58 clients that are or accounts that are 100 million plus let me repeat that 58 clients that are 100 million plus right and uh, 21 clients that are in the 50 million plus uh, that they added in the 50 million plus bucket and total of around 118 accounts that are you know 50 million plus right Uh, they also hit the 25 billion dollar uh, revenue mark for the calendar year 2021 and they're at around you know 550000 employees uh, right now more than that in fact it's just a remarkable remarkable company right i mean see i say this about all the it services companies the kind of startup talent that you see right now uh, and all of the product innovation that you see right now owes itself a huge 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 debt to about two or three decades of it services revolution in india right really the middle class uh, the rise in discretionary income the engineering talent pool that we have the wide base of skills everything everything literally owes it to the likes of tcs wipro infosys and the others who built these businesses over the last three decades right three four decades in fact um, so so yeah it's just a phenomenal phenomenal con- uh, company and um, yeah it's one of those uh, uh, companies also that you know every time i feel like i have to invest in this i just put it off for later you know and it just keeps growing and growing and growing and growing so yeah it's it's a pretty remarkable company i would say yep. and it's also um, it's estimated that in this current fiscal year tcs will be adding uh, close to 40000 employees right so i think that's also very commendable wow. and a huge uh, percentage of women as well right yeah cool so let's talk about swiggy's investment in rapido swiggy has invested 180 million dollars in rapido along with tvs motor westbridge shell ventures and nexus ventures which currently brings the valuation of rapido up to 800 million dollars with its 1.5 million driver partners and 25 million customers rapido will be helping swiggy with the neighborhood convenience economy and if if you look at food tech food tech in general right the biggest problem like challenge for them is optimizing its fleet services and of course with all the data that they connect they have identified what are the peak hours of operations mm. and uh, so they'll be like optimizing the fleet delivery with the rapido scooters and their uh, partners right so that they have additional workforce during the peak hours of mornings and evening so so what do you make of this you think now we, we have we've seen a lot of ac- acquisitions happening but right now companies are investing in other startups yeah. to like form no it feels uh, it feels perfectly symbiotic right and see at at a swiggy size right now they have to define what is core to their business and you will see a lot of this bundling and unbundling happening right and they will have to work with these allied services uh, players and so on right and uh, they don't need to build everything in a full stack manner at this size uh, of the and this stage of the journey right and this whole you know delivery as such is a nightmare man i mean to optimize for right time of these drivers and so on and at the same time it's you know you have rapido which is full time doing that right so why not you know why not invest in that and uh, it it's it solves the uh, it solves both of their problems right i mean for swiggy it is 
you know how can i you know ensure quick and efficient and economical delivery and for uh, rapido it's about how do i keep my you know riders uh, optimized throughout the day right i mean they they do have their peaks i mean in the morning and the evening i suppose right i mean there's a lull in between so yeah i mean it's it's a perfectly symbiotic sort of partnership i would say and it's a it's a tough business right swiggy i mean we've spoken about uh, the revenue and how their losses have to somewhat somewhat narrow in as they go as they go on to later stages of funding and perhaps an ipo at some point of time right and they're operating tons of businesses right now three or four different types of businesses that i can think of food software logistics and you know this hyper local uh, delivery and whatnot and there are multiple battlefronts to sort of play at and they really have to choose where they want to double down on right uh, and to my knowledge i think logistics and delivery seems like a bit of a low margin business for them to really own any part of it right they would much rather use a rapido or someone else to complement their core businesses i feel so yeah i mean seems uh, seems fairly symbiotic so yeah even um we saw the rise of 10 uh, minute food delivery last month right it was zomato announced that you know through blinkit they'll be doing 10 minute deliveries and right now ola has also entered into the space serving a few pin codes in bangalore and gurugram this they're calling ola dash and this is going to focus on store to door 10 minute delivery service which will be spread across 200 dark stores and will offer around 2500 skus now ola says that they want to grow this business uh, taking the order size to more than 5 lakhs per day by year end now that's a lofty target one and second is that when, when Zomato actually announced that they'll be now doing 10 minute food delivery, it came under a lot of backlash. And right now, again, we are seeing it becoming, or maybe, maybe what the entire industry is heading to. Right. So I'd love to hear your thoughts yeah. on this. See, we, we said this earlier, right. That, you know, you don't need a lot of things until it happens. Right. I mean, when this whole 10 minute delivery concept happened, there were a lot of people on Twitter, you know, outraging about who needs some things in 10 minutes and so on. And, and if you look at the behavior over the last, like, you know, three, four, five months, right. People seem to have come around uh, to that, right? I mean, there are household items that you realize you need it only when it's over. And it's usually halfway through, you know, cooking something that you realize, right? I mean, people are are not, you know, so well planned uh, in, in some sense, right? And uh, we have 10 minute sort of food delivery as well, as Zomato has said. So this, so this is... This is something like a, it's going to become a normal behavior for plenty of people. And and the way these uh, folks are serving through these dark houses, dark warehouses and so on, right? Uh, they do have a way of, uh, you know, being profitable as well on that front, either through premium subscription services or through like, a, you know, a significant delivery charge and so on. And Ola will have to do all of these things, right? I mean, because they, again, they also are, are stuck in the same sort of a conundrum as the rest of the hyper growth startups, which is that how can I increase my order value? How can I increase that margin, right? And incidentally, you know, Bhavish has uh, handed over the ride sharing business to Arun Kumar, who's the CFO, right? And Arun is managing the daily operations and so on. Well, uh, you know, uh, Bhavish uh, has his hands full with uh, Ola Electric and as he quotes, uh, you know, building the future, right? So, yeah, I mean, this is uh, this is an interesting move for sure, right? And um, yeah, you're going to see plenty of others uh, jump into this as well. But uh, I mean, you have seen the Uber also do this whole food uh, delivery business, right? When they launched Uber Eats. Now that went yeah. on well for a while and then it was acquired by Zomato, uh, Zomato. bought them out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's a lot to do with the timing also, uh, I would say, right? Um, and 
it's definitely not uh, you know something that is uh, it's not like another feature right i mean it's a business uh, in itself so ola has had a, a tough experience with the ola cafe for example i mean uh, which they launched i think maybe around 6 5 6 years back right that didn't go as uh, as well as it had to so so yeah i mean everyone's trying to optimize for you know how how to make the most amount of money in that you know in that commute that you know these folks do right and whether this the riders or drivers or whoever else so yeah so it's been a while that we have spoken about ipos in the roundup and uh, last week of business announced that it is seeking a 2 billion dollar ipo which will be uh, larger than Paytm's public offering as well they are already in talks to raise over 400 million dollars of pre ipo financing in the coming months and they're projecting a revenue run rate by the financial year end of 6 billion dollars but what's really something to note over here is that often is already profitable and is also the first husband and wife team to build uh, you know startups on the respect in the enterprise space with a valuation of 1 billion dollars so yeah what's your take on that yeah no it's a it's a fantastic uh, business you know that market itself is, is so ripe for disruption by tech right and uh, off business is a business of businesses right i mean they have uh, the the marketplace which is like a managed marketplace then they have software and platform and then they have financing uh, which i th- i think they've hived off as a separate business uh, by itself right and we had wasn't shreeder uh, one of the co-founders on the podcast some time back talking about various elements of their business and what's really interesting to me is how they're doing all of this through first principles right and selling to you know small businesses manufacturers and so on i mean it's a, it's, a, it's a tough business right i mean it's it's something where you know you can't do this uh, sitting out of uh, you know ac rooms in metro cities and so on right you have to get your hands dirty go down to the tier 2 tier 3 cities villages wherever else and their business i mean so you know we keep talking about how we missed the manufacturing curve right and we directly went into services uh, but now i mean we're seeing a lot of incentives for manufacturing whether it's through pli or some of the other subsidies and so on so i really feel that the likes of off business will really help manufacturers um, you know get to that next level what they missed out over the last 20 30 years perhaps right i kind of see that as like a second liberalization movement for uh, these businesses i would say yeah and and it's interesting also that they will soon start aggregating demand as well right from outside and uh, yeah i mean um, it'll be great if we can do some export revenue off of this you know i mean even if it's um, you know peanuts Uh, right uh, it will open up doors i feel so so that is awesome so uh, let's move on to the next topic for the round up uh, in the union budget this year you know it was announced that cryptocurrencies will officially be taxed now and the taxations will be at 30% basis of slab but uh, coin dcx has closed an oversubscribed growth round at 135 million dollars in series d and during an interview the, the mentioned that the whole usage of cryptocurrency trading in india has been on a sharp decline they have plummeted as you know because of the new high tax rates on crypto earnings and even banks are refusing to transmit payments to exchanges due to regulatory uncertainty but all of these things of course hasn't dampened the investor interest in india but how how do you see this uh, you know in the months to come it's interesting but I, i would love to see some more action outside of exchanges you know i mean exchanges i think you know there are plenty right wasirx coin dcx and and the others but the, i i'm definitely you know i'm not saying that we should not talk about them of course i mean they're playing a very very important role right which is 
uh, improving crypto adoption in india and so on and also i think coindcx also has this innovation center where they're funding web3 projects and so on so that will be really interesting yeah pretty interesting business uh, hopefully i'll talk to the founder sometime soon uh, ashish was due to appear on the podcast but you know bunch of things happened and we could not schedule time uh, so it's definitely an interesting business uh, some of the regulatory you know hassles don't really help these folks you know a bunch of crypto folks have made a beeline to dubai considering singapore as well uh, right uh, for you know more lenient crypto norms as such but yeah i mean let's see um, you know it's it's a kind of an evolving space and even the regulation also is you know very nascent i would say right everyone's trying to figure you know how to go about this so yeah yeah and interestingly india has this world's second largest community of crypto enthusiasts it'll be interesting to see how this plays out but even in the e-commerce space uh, amazon uh, made an acquisition of so- social commerce startup called glow road and this is indicated for a large bet from amazon to take on the likes of misho and flipkart shopsy in the e-commerce reselling market glow road lets users resell products from over 100 plus categories directly from manufacturers and wholesalers with the power of social networks right and uh, it was last valued at 75 million dollars when it raised 7 million in 2020 now we have seen a lot of action actually going on in the whole social e-commerce space right mm-hmm. amazon making this acquisition we even spoke about is a company which came together like they acquired four five companies together to start the whole content marketing and e-commerce so a lot of action is happening here yeah this whole non amazon e-commerce space is uh, so interesting right i mean glowroad is a reseller platform and they basically target you know college students um, you know housewives people who work from home etc and essentially you can find products that you like uh, add a certain margin maybe 15 20% over that and share this on whatsapp facebook and sell these products to an audience right i mean your friends or whoever else and everything else is taken care of logistics payments everything else is taken care of it's very interesting you know and it's also i think amazon's acknowledgement of the fact that you know india's e-commerce dynamics are pretty different right i mean uh, uh, the fact that you know we have a trell and a, a deal share and and the likes here uh means that you know they will also have to think of this sales motion as well it it's overall i think it's damn good i mean it creates those micro entrepreneurs uh, you know we have such an informal economy anyway uh, right people are super hustlers they used to trading and on the other end i mean people also can discover new products discover discounts um this whole community and group buying thing will come into effect uh, so i i really like this actually i mean it's 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 awesome but uh, in addition to amazon even nike invested in three different companies in the last two weeks uh, it acquired a 18.51% stake in beauty brand earth rhythm for 41 and a half crore rupees a 60% stake in dietary supplements company called nudge wellness for 3.6 crore and acquired an athleisure brand kaisa or that's k i c a for 4.51 crore rupees now earth rhythm manufactures cosmetics and toiletries and uh, nudge wellness said with the acquiring of nudge wellness nike said that it will make an entry into dietary supplements and nutri cosmetic product the transaction with kaisa will be in the direction of nike's fashion private limited's mission to strengthen its active wear play now we are seeing that nike is also like you know really expanding its operations mm. yeah for sure their share price had recovered for a bit and then you know because of the market being in a funk for the last you know week or so i mean it's uh, uh it's down by i think 7 8% again so yeah nike i mean uh, they will have to do this whole vertical integration right where they add their own services and products to the platform and cell phone brands are a um, you know are are one of those things that they have to explore uh, while also investing in in such a, 
you know allied services as well right so these wellness brands etc have a huge margin uh, and so this also adds to their profitability right i mean they're now a public company so they have to be mindful of these numbers they can't operate like how they were uh, you know when they were a private uh, company as such so yeah i mean what for what it means for the consumer is that they have like an end to end experience on everything right so and i think that's the idea also behind uh, you know nike's uh, investments like this right to which is to become the one stop shop for you know all things beauty and wellness for uh, for consumers it'll be interesting when they scale their retail presence a little more and then perhaps you know when they go out of india you know uh, who knows i mean nike could be the next sephora from india and uh, some other you know headlines in the past two weeks was that uh, b2b medical supply platform medica bazaar they raised 65 million dollars from lighthouse india fund krigus healthquad and others itelite which is a saas travel and expense management platform has raised 29 million dollars in series c which was led by tiger global and dharana capital existing investors such as matrix partners india and tenacity ventures also participated in this round healthtech startup medisage raised 7 million dollars from besimir venture partners and other angel investors while uh, conversational messaging platform gupshop continued its acquisition spree with the purchase of askset which is a leading conversational ai provider to e-commerce and retail companies another one in the ai space is the fundraised by observe.ai which had raised 125 million dollars in a round which was led by softbank vision fund 2 and interestingly even zoom participated in this fundraise now a lot of interesting uh, uh, yeah, stories we're awesome. seeing here yeah no observe ai especially is very interesting right i mean we've spoken about this whole contact center automation and how that is you know taken a leap forward with artificial intelligence and so on right and i still feel that we are in the early stages of that revolution given that you know uh, nlp and everything is still developing and you know we've gone from let's say automating and replacing humans to right now thinking of it as a moment of delight right so how can i improve my customer experience how can i improve nps uh, you know how can i trigger upsell cross sell those kind of uh, workflows right and uh, that's just amazing and also you know how can i empower all of the humans that we have with timely context and data right so uh, given that you know this whole omni channel experience where someone may come to a website then see this stuff on your social page then engage with a chatbot and then you know ultimately buy after consulting a human how are you going to stitch all of this uh, all of these experiences together you know you need stuff like observe ai for that and uh, it's it's pretty interesting we've spoken about uh, this with uh, aman of cogno and rashid of yellow right earlier and also i mean it's one of those businesses which is horizontal right so irrespective of whether you're in travel or you know financial services you you need this a uh, kind of a thing so so yeah i mean it's uh, it's pretty interesting for sure and uh, medica bazaar also operates in the whole b2b commerce space where they they take care of everything from procurement fa- financing platform they have a software erp for Uh, or a cloud system for uh, for these folks as well for distributors and so on and you know with the medical machines i mean it's very very expensive uh, these are extremely specialized machines and uh, you know the demand supply the supply chain is not very straightforward and there's a very limited supply and there's multiple people in between and so on right and and of course servicing and and so on is also uh, a key consideration with all of that i think medica bazaar is or medica bazaar should i say is becoming the one stop uh, platform for health tech as such right so yeah pretty remarkable growth as well 15000 seller pla- uh, seller partners uh, they've delivered something like 500 million units uh, of supplies apparently so so yeah amazing uh, margins and also 
it's one of those things that has uh, crazy repeats as well right yeah good to see etlite uh, get funded as well i mean etlite is one of those uh, you know flying under the radar businesses i mean uh, we used it at vimo the timing is interesting as well business travel is back right so yeah so let's talk about some of the episodes we'll be putting out uh, this week i know you'll be really excited you know for when the episode with uh, april dunford comes out and you had a conversation with him on uh, pos- on positioning right so it's going to become like a positioning masterclass and the second one is about building a niche market uh, where you spoke with rashi narang of heads up for tails so yeah. let's uh, get some sneak peek into these conversations yeah both of these uh, podcasts uh, both of these conversations were fantastic uh, april is someone i really look up to uh, you know there are lot of uh, folks out there giving all kinds of marketing advice but april uh, april's advice is very very no bs uh, and uh, she's she's had a fantastic career as well right she's been a vp at a bunch of these uh, uh, really high growth companies uh, has been a big company exec also i think she worked at uh, ibm once uh, apparently uh, right so uh, her book uh, called obviously awesome is one of those must reads for all marketers really i mean it explains uh, you know branding and positioning in a way that you can really understand it and more importantly that you can act upon it right because oftentimes you know positioning statements are Are, are confined to just that right i mean just a one line statement that everyone reads and crafts and forgets about it right but her book you know provides a very actionable sort of a framework to let positioning influence every aspect of your business right whether it's product or sales or finance or whatever else so yeah i really loved the conversation with april uh, fancy talking to april in april right yeah so she was awesome definitely uh, check out that uh, podcast and uh, yeah rashi has built a phenomenal business right it's a 100 crore business and in 2007 or 8 when she started pet care itself was not a very big category and within that i mean you know heads up for tails uh, uh, specializes in pet accessories right so think of uh, toys and you know clothes and uh, bowls and what not right for for your pets i mean so that was a super super small uh segment uh, of uh, you know consumers at that point of time but the way she has built her business and persevered through all of these years right 14 years of building stuff uh it's just phenomenal it's a very very inspiring uh, journey i would say right and uh, uh, yeah we spoke about various aspects of the business how she got started converting an idea to a product to a company how she thinks of new products um, building retail i mean they they they're amazing so they have about 50 plus uh, outlets right now and then probably have 100 uh, maybe 100 more uh, uh, in the in the couple of years to come right uh, and they've also they've also been fairly offline you know i mean they're one of those um, experiential brands and they are complementing that with you know the whole online and digital uh, sales as such right now and that's that was pretty interesting as well so yeah a couple of really really good podcasts uh, coming up i mean i'll be looking forward to the conversation with <clears throat> rashi for sure but yeah uh, folks if you want to know when these episodes are out do keep an eye out on our social media platforms on twitter we are at operator startup and on linkedin you can search for us as the startup operator and of course do not forget to hit the like and subscribe button if you enjoyed this content and as always uh, we'll see you again next week and maybe next time you can call your friends to join us in the show as well but until then have a great week ahead yeah thanks so much for joining us guys see you guys next week